the time has come. The event's over. Things have settled down. People have gone back to their places. It's time for normal procedures to begin again. Your supervisor looks at you and says, hey, I'm going to need a report about what just took place. What's your response? Do you with confidence say, all right, I got this. No big deal. I'll just, you know, sit down and write my report and I'll get it turned in. No big deal. Or is that statement from your supervisor followed by uh, a cold sweat on your forehead, and a feeling of anxiety or panic welling up within you? Do you suddenly have the feeling that, oh, uh, I think I might be sick? Report writing is something that honestly and truthfully scares some people or intimidates some folks uh, nearly to death. And what I want us to talk about today is, is I want us to talk about, are there some things that we can do to help us write a good report without being uh, a great writer? And the answer is most definitely, most definitely yes. Well, guys, I'm glad to have you back with us on the shakedown uh, as we as we come back and we continue this topic and hopefully finish this topic of report writing. Uh, we talked about the two most important elements of report writing. We talked about honesty and we talked about truth and how important those were. We talked about last time uh, the the different types of reports or situations in which a report uh, might be necessary. And really what I want us to talk about today is some simple writing fundamentals. Some simple things that you and I can do to help us write a good report uh, without having to feel like we've got to be a Rhodes Scholar, as it were, to be able to write a good report. The first thing I want us to, to think about when we talk about writing a report is let's break it down and let's make sure that we are answering seven questions. There are seven questions. Uh, you will not be surprised when I tell you those questions are who, what, when, where, why, how, and what actions were taken. So let's talk about each of those. Who. It's important that we document who was involved. We want to make sure we include all persons that were involved, whether that was inmates, whether that was other staff, uh, whether that was members of the administration. I want to make sure that we clearly document and list who it was uh, that was involved in the situation, but not just who. Secondly, what? What happened? <laughs> what happened? Include exactly what type of event occurred or what type of offense, if this is a disciplinary situation, uh, was committed. Include what type of items or weapons or tools or equipment was used, whether those were tools by the inmates that they were trying to use, whether that was tools by staff as they were trying to control the situation. What happened? Uh, was something on fire? Was there flooding? Uh, was there an altercation between one inmate and another inmate, or did it involve multiple inmates? Bottom line, I'm going to need to answer who was involved. And secondly, I'm going to need to tell, I'm going to need to articulate what it was that happened. Thirdly, when? When did it occur? Now, wait a minute, you say, now hold on. What about those times when we find out later that something took place? 
and we go back and we review video footage and we, and we, um, you know, have some conversation with some folks. We feel, we realize, oh man, man, this ha- situation happened 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour ago. And, and we're just now finding out about it. Okay. Well, when I talk about when something happened, if I don't know exactly when it happened, I didn't witness when it happened. I'm going to need to articulate. Okay. At approximately such and such time, I was notified that this event took place at about this time. So I'm clearly saying in my report uh, when I was notified and when I believe it took place or if I know when it took place. So uh, we want to talk about uh, who was involved and we'll talk about what happened, we'll talk about when it happened. Uh, fourth one, we'll talk about where did it happen. Make the location as exact as possible. Now, to some extent, uh, there's going to be, you know, an attorney or, or a jury. They're not going to know uh, what, you know, Alpha Pod is or whatever some specific housing unit in your in your agency or your uh, facility is called. Uh, they're not going to know what this block is or or what, what even that means. They may not know the difference between a housing unit and a pod or a or a day room or whatever the case may be. But the point is. We want to be as exact as possible so that if, if questioned and they dig, we can demonstrate, Hey, I didn't just guesstimate and say, Oh, it was in the back somewhere. No, <laughs> it was at this place, approximately this location, so forth and so on. Now, if we have a situation that uh, includes an incident, uh, an incident that includes, pardon me, uh, it, it covers multiple locations. Well, I need to make sure that I articulate in my report. All those locations and in the order in which they happen. The next question we're going to try to answer in our report is why? Why did this occur or what caused the event? And the truth of the matter is, we may not know the answer to that question. We may never know the answer to that question. Uh, but if we've noticed some things, uh, we've been, you know, we've been observing and we paid attention, we realized some things have been going on and we recognize that those things are going on and we need to. Uh, and when we've been, we've been addressing that, or we've been noticing this, we've been documenting this, whatever the case may be. Okay. Articulate it. If we don't know why, uh, we don't need to guess, or if we maybe have an opinion, maybe we need to share that opinion, but we need to be honest about the fact that it is an opinion. Uh, we don't need to say that it's fact, uh, when it's not, but do we know why it happened? If we do, let's articulate it. How did it happen? based on reasonable observations, based on information provided by witnesses, we need to describe how the incident took place. It may be that we only saw this little piece of it, and then we went back and we reviewed video footage, and we figured out, oh man, this is a whole bunch of stuff happened beforehand, and then, you know, then our piece that we saw, and it may be that in talking to other inmates or other officers that that, you know, they gave us a view of, of this other piece over here, this other piece over there. Well, I'm going to need to put all that together in my narrative, but I need to be clear what the source of each of those things was. Um, that, you know, part of it was from reviewing video footage, that part of it was, you know, what I remember seeing and hearing and being a part of, and another part of it uh, was secondhand information, witness statements, so forth and so on from something else. But I need to paint the picture of how this event uh, unfolded. And then the last question I want to try to answer is, is what actions were taken? What actions did the officers take? Uh, what actions did any other inmates take? Based on this, what was it that took place? Uh, what was the disposition 
of any evidence uh, of the inmate, of a victim, of a witness. You know, what actions are pending? Maybe we submitted documentation for a disciplinary action and a due process hearing. We need to make sure what actions were, what did we do immediately? Uh, what do we do immediately after? And what actions are still pending? Uh, so those are some questions that we can use uh, to help us if we answer those questions to help us um, be able to write a good report. Uh, next, I'm going to talk about some uh, some mechanics, if you will, uh, that you and I can use as a part of our uh, part of our report. Right. And the first is we want to make sure that our report is chronological. We want to record the facts from the beginning to the end, create a cognizant, a coherent storyline, if you will, a narrative line showing how the events uh, took place one after the other. We don't want to jump around during different, uh, you know, well, this happened, but actually before that, this over here happened. And then 30 minutes, no, no, no. Let's keep it chronological. Let's keep it chronological. And again, if we found out some information afterwards uh, that, that fits into there in a chronological order, again, we can put that in there. Uh, we just need to make it clear about where it was that we got the information from. Uh, the second thing, uh, the second mechanic we want to uh, we want to utilize is not only just make sure it's, it's chronological, but uh, but secondly, we want to make sure that it's complete, that it includes everything that is applicable to the situation. I talked about last time when we talked about discipline reports about a minor disciplinary incident that maybe it doesn't require a due process hearing. So is it really important for me to document that it took place? And when we talked about the fact is, is that what if this inmate, he doesn't have a lot of big things, but man, he's got a pile of little ones and we're constantly dealing with just this little thing and that little thing and that little thing and that little thing and that little thing. And we're constantly having to deal with that. And the importance of documenting to show the fact that we are constantly having to deal with his little thing, little thing, little thing, little thing. When we talk about something being complete, there may come a time where I have to deal with this inmate. And because I've dealt with all these little things, I come across very strongly and, and to someone else's view, maybe very harshly. They may look at what took place and they see what I did or they see the discipline that I, the discipline I suggested. And they're thinking, whoa, 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 Aaron, what in the world are you doing? I mean, he did something this big and you're going to write him up like he did something this big. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But when I do that, I need to make sure that my documentation is complete. I need to make sure I document that I personally have written, uh, that I have uh, documented so many number of incidents uh, that took place. So chronological, complete. Third thing is concise. Now, for those of you who don't necessarily like to write or don't enjoy writing, this is not going to be an issue for you. Uh, you you want to get it done, uh, write it down as little as possible. Uh, but for those that maybe they enjoy writing, they enjoy painting that picture, if you will. Uh, you know, kind of like this is a Bob Ross episode and they're, and they have the opportunity to, you know, create their own little world as, as he would say. And boy, they, they love to get in there and paint that word picture. Okay. For them, we need to make sure we're concise. We don't want to use unnecessary words. We want to use simple sentences, uh, where, 
you know, if one adjective will do the job, let's leave it as one adjective. We don't need to add seven, uh, you know, just to try to make it sound better or look better, so forth and so on. Not the time to try to win a Pulitzer Prize or a Nobel Prize for the best uh, work of fiction or the uh, journalism or whatever the case. No, 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 no. Keep it concise. The next thing we want to make sure we do is we want to make sure that we're very clear about what took place. We want to stick to the facts. We want to try to avoid gray area. When I read your report, you read my report, we want to try to create a way to where the person that's reading that report, they can feel like they were there. They are able to see in their mind's eye what took place. There doesn't need to be a glaring absence uh, of any information or a minute. It doesn't need to be obvious that, well, man, this was happening and all of a sudden the narrative just skips up way over here to this and there's this big piece in the middle that nobody says anything about. That's a problem. We want to make sure that we're clear. Uh, we want to use direct quotes from those that are involved. Uh, even if the language seems harsh, you may say, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Lord. I don't know. I mean, this guy said some pretty hateful and disgusting things, um, very profane things. You sure you want to put that in my report? Yes. Yes, I do. I want you to put it in my so-and-so stated in quotation marks. And you put the words that he said, because that paints the picture. If I just said, oh, the inmate verbally assaulted me. <laughs> well, there's a difference between verbally assaulted and he threatened my life. He threatened the life of my spouse or my family. Uh, he told me he knew where they they went to work or went to school. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. We want to make sure that we're clear about what was said. Uh, we want to make sure that we're writing past tense because by the time we're writing it, it happened in the past. I know, it's deep stuff. But anyway, we want to make sure we write in the past tense. Uh, and if your agency doesn't have uh, guidelines to the contrary, please write it in first person, uh, as in me, I, mine. Now, some agencies I've heard, uh, they require that their officers write in the third person. Uh, if that's the case, obviously, do what your guidelines state. Um, but just for ease of understanding and clarity, uh, we write in the first person. Uh, we want to avoid using uh, 10 codes. We want to avoid using uh, jail slang. Uh, if we do, you know, inmate uses that, we're putting in correct direct quotes. We might need to add an explanation as to what that means. Um, we'll make sure that we're clear. And the last thing is we want to make sure that our that our report is correct, that it's unbiased, uh, that we that we're not trying to stick it to this inmate because man, he just gets on my nerves and he did this. And I told him I'd get him. Uh, I catch up with no, no, no. Make sure that it's objective, that it's unbiased. We make sure we use facts and that we don't use opinions unless uh, we state this is uh, my opinion. The last thing I'll say about writing reports, guys, is that it is imperative. It is, is a crucial part of writing reports. <coughs> Excuse me. That before we turn it in, we have somebody read it. Not us. We have somebody else read it. Have them read it. Look over it. See if there's anything that jumps out out of mistakes maybe that we made, uh, spelling errors, anything, another set of eyes to look at that writing to make sure uh, that it is as good as it can be. 
to make sure that we're not missing anything obvious before we turn uh, this report in. You know, and, and some common mistakes that maybe we can make is maybe we left out a name or where we had, you know, we had a one name up here in the in the uh, information, the supporting information, and a different name we used out here in the narrative, and we need to make sure that those match up. Uh, locations, dates, times. Uh, maybe we have some words misspelled. Uh, maybe that we use some of that correctional jargon or, or terminology. Uh, maybe that our, our grammar doesn't line up, our punctuation doesn't line up. I mean, we used abbreviations without explaining uh, what that abbreviation uh, means. And maybe we, we stated an opinion uh, without stating that it was an opinion. It may be that, you know, that we haven't been real clear with what's going on, but all of those things, hopefully we have somebody else read it and they can show, uh, they can say, Hey, you might want to, we might want to look at this section here. That's not, that's make a whole lot of sense or whatever the case may be, but we get another set of eyes on it. But guys, bottom line, as I said before, one of the most important things we can do in our job is to write good reports, to write good reports. And I hope, I hope these few episodes that we've taken to talk about uh, report writing, I hope that's been uh, informative to you. I hope that's been an encouragement to you. I hope that maybe uh, it gave you some tools or some things to think about so that when it comes time again and you hear that supervisor say, hey, I'm going to need you to write that report. You can say with confidence, I got you. I'm on this. Well, guys, uh, again, good, good, good being with you. Uh, Godspeed. Let's stay sharp. Let's stay safe. Let's stay vigilant. Till next time. See you.